I'm Dave, owner of Farm Fresh Carterville. I already know my customers are some of the coolest, best people around, but checkout's a fast place and people are on the go. I decided to try to slow things down and get to know my regulars, to discover who they are, to hear their stories, to check in with the people who check out with me. On this episode of Check In, Check Out, we chat with Farm Fresh regular, neighbor, and design guru Katie Baker in the Farm Fresh studio. Uh, so I guess the best way to start is to introduce you as our neighbor of the store. Uh-huh. And I think one of the things that I think is really interesting is that you have, you know, like the obvious question, which is like, there's this terrific house that you live in, you're right near the store there. The house has all this like historical value and quality, and it's definitely one of those homes that in Carterville everybody's like very, very curious about. So mm-hmm. I'll ask you the top question yeah. which is how cool is it to be farm fresh's neighbor <laughs> it's it's the coolest that's really why we moved here <laughs> i knew it i knew it we can end the podcast here yeah. uh, so you're uh, you're currently joined with uh with mr alden uh your son how old is he um he is 16 months 16 months and he's uh he's happily chewing on random things we're, we're finding around the house so that's good so if we hear mr alden in the podcast you'll know what's up um, but uh but let's let's talk about the house because okay. i get the idea that's uh that's a big part of what what brought you here uh, yeah tell me about that um well i had actually i was aware of the home uh, my husband is from carterville okay i am from heron um, and so it was many years ago we drove by and he said that house right there is super cool inside I've been in there before and I was like oh and I never gave it another thought well fast forward to I don't know probably five or six years later um, we weren't even house hunting my mother-in-law actually just happened to be on um, I guess it was Zillow or you know and it went on the market that day and we literally called the realtor, looked at it, made an offer that night. So I think it was it was meant to be. It was very perfect for our family. It was exactly what we needed. And you do a lot of like design and uh, uh, remodeling and uh, decorating. And, and I, if there are other words, I don't want to pigeonhole <laughs> no, you there. No, I, um, I mean, I, I consider myself a jack of all trades, and I think that I... Um, really got a lot of experience in our, our previous home, um, but I'm my father's daughter. He's he's an amazing woodworker, a fine woodworker. While I don't have that attention to detail, I also loved doing it myself, and I'm also super impatient. So uh, I don't want to sit around and, and wait for my husband or someone else to do it. Right. I just get in there and get it started, and so I've. Um, you know, built several things in the home. Um, I, I try to do all the work myself, if, if possible. I built a window seat. Um, I built like a, an area where the kids can hang their coats and um, like a bench that opens where they can put their shoes in there. Um, I do a majority of the painting, um, you know, and then obviously the design side is mm-hmm. what I really, really love to do. And you so. were recognized for this just mm-hmm. recently. You were in the, which magazine was it? Cottages and Bungalows magazine. Very um, cool. Yeah, it was the December to 2022 Christmas issue. Um, that our house was featured. So that is, that's always kind of been my ultimate goal and it, achieving that was um, 
it's it's pretty amazing. So. What's that? What's that process like? I'm curious. Like, do um, they show up? Do they? Uh, actually, um, I established a relationship with the editor through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know she was drawn to my my pictures, my home, my collections. I collect tons of things, um, and she really liked that. And so um, she approached me to feature our home, and then she also knew that I was a photographer, and so I actually took the pictures myself. Oh, so you didn't have to have someone come in and poke around. No, which was awesome because, I mean, she said we can either fly somebody in to do it or you can do it and we'll pay you to do it. So, yeah, it was was awesome. So That's smart. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so you brought up the Instagram, um, which I'm going to credit with the reason why you've had, like, the world's best attended yard sale I've ever seen (laughs) show up to this yard sale. And there are already a herd of people there, like, just, they're ready to pry the garage door open. <laughs> and of course, you know, me yeah. among them, I'm, I'm not separating myself there. I was there also. Yeah. Uh, at, you know, 650 or whatever uh, for this yard sale. So, uh, <laughs> tell me about the Instagramming. How's that go? Um, I actually started my Instagram account, um, oh my gosh, I don't even know, five or six years ago. Um and really as an alternative to to Facebook I mean if if you if you're on both and you really understand the difference Instagram for me was a way to connect um, with other like-minded people in the United States honestly worldwide I mean I have Instagram friends that are in other countries as well um, and it's been a great place of inspiration it's been a, a great place of expression for me um, and I have made lots of connections um, one of which being, I actually, um, a Country Living magazine asked me to, and this was pre-pandemic, so uh, 2019, um, I went to several of their fairs. Um, I was the main stage presenter. I talked about barn quilts. Uh, obviously, I didn't invent the barn quilt, but I certainly brought a lot of attention to um making barn quilts and using barn quilts for um, interior home decor. When I say barn quilts, I mean quilt patterns painted on a wood block, essentially, um, for all of you who don't know what a barn quilt is. And did those, I've been under the impression that there are messages about those, like that they, that there is like sort of a a language to it? Yeah, I mean, if you kind of do the the research and read about the history, um, actually it's, the Pennsylvania Dutch are really credited with the starting, you know, this. And then there's some, you know, you can find some research that's been done about how barn quilts played a role in the um, Underground Railroad during the Civil War. I actually don't know how how true that is. Um, I don't know. Could be true. Maybe it's not true. I've read. I've read both. So one of those interesting if yeah. true sorts of things. Exactly. I get you. Yes. I get you. Nice. Um, so tell me a little bit about the history of the home because I think uh, I think that's one of the really interesting things I, uh, I totally agree um, I uh, along with I think most people in Carterville for for whatever reason I think the rumor got started that it was the old library mm. um, some people think that it you know a municipal building of some sort which 
I totally understand given the the exterior, the facade, and the stonework, and all that. Like, and it's unusual for exactly. where it's at. Yeah, and, and very unusual um, in a residential home. Um, but it was built. Um, construction was started in 1896 by an Italian immigrant, um, John Visconti. Um, he was a coal miner initially when he moved here from Italy, um, and he later became. This is my understanding. Um, a butcher here in Carterville, and he brought his bride from Italy, um, and when the home was completed, she moved here, and um, they had some children, they raised their family. Um, he was quite a bit older than her. Mm. Um, he passed in 1929, um, but she lived until 1970. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and so the home remained in, you know, and she had, I again, I believe, had moved to St. Louis, and she remarried and had more kids, um, but this home remained um, hers, but it sat vacant for a really long time, and I think that it kind of fell in disrepair, and um, so then in the 1970s, it was purchased by uh, John DeHoff, who, he was a professor at SIU, and I have had some contact with um, one of his daughters, her name is Sally. She currently lives in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and she's been able to share some pictures of the home from when she grew up in it, which is nice. really awesome to see. Because uh, it's, it's evolved several times over, over the years. You know, um, actually, the, originally the uh, top of the home it was a flat roof. Okay. Um, and so John DeHoff actually added the second story in, in the 70s. He did all the work himself, actually. Um, so I'm very grateful to all of the owners and all of the their marks that they have made on the home and really done an amazing job in preserving such an incredible piece of history. And that's, I mean, that's part of the fun. Like yeah. I, with, with the store, there are things at the store and on the store that you know are part of the history there's some there's some writing outside the store in pencil that's on the uh, the the walk-in cooler and it's you know somebody proclaiming their love for someone I love I, that. I, I, d or something i can't yeah. quite remember now <laughs> yeah and there's um someone uh, uh tracks progress of their children's growth mm. actually on the frame of the mop closet yeah you know that's and those amazing. those little marks are there um and I'm told that if I was to remove some of the ceiling panels, I could see places where the original, like a uh, uh, fire um, uh, chief, would have stored the hoses above, yeah. uh, like on the wall, uh, kind of nearby where we're at counter. So yeah, uh, I, I, and that's that's what I I, lo I mean I love history. I have a history degree. I'm a former um, high school history teacher, um, so I'm always a sucker for. Um, not only the story, because I, you know, love antiques too. So I always, if I get a piece, I always want to know where did it come from? You know, who owned it? What was their story? You know, um, but, but preserving that as well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's somebody's story. And I, right. I love, love that. And I often think as I am putting my mark onto this home, um, that John Visconti and John DeHoff, would um because they're both deceased actually now that they would be very happy with mm. with what i've done with their home yeah so. all right so favorite stories then that you've encountered not necessarily from oh no i have i actually have a great stories. i'm curious i have a great story okay so um if i would have thought far enough ahead i could have actually brought the article but 
Um, John DeHoff had written an article that was published in a local newspaper about if the house was haunted or not. Mm. And I actually have a copy of this article because the, the previous owners, which you know, Jim Begonio, mm -hmm. um, gave me a copy of it. And it was actually very, um, it, in reading the article, it didn't appear that John DeHoff really thought that it was haunted. He was just presenting the facts. Well, one of the things that he brought up was that, and even his kids realized and, you know, were in on, um, they were convinced that John Visconti would move things like purposefully, like, mm. like playfully, but like move things. Um, and so I always kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, but I, I will say that I have never once gotten bad vibes. I've never, I feel very welcome there. I, I do. Um, but one time shortly after we, we moved, um, because it's easy, right, to think, I know I sat that there. You know, like, and then you question yourself, but you, you don't really know, because then you're like, oh, I just, you know, that, that was me. Like, but this particular time, I, I was in the bathroom, I was putting on my makeup, and I have had the same eyeshadow brush that I've literally used since I was in high school. So I'm very acutely aware of this brush. And I had a makeup bag that was um, like literally zipped 180 degrees open. So there was no you know question of whether or not um, the brush was there. So I'm digging through my makeup bag and I'm like, where's this brush? Where's this brush? And I finally just got mad and I just dumped the whole thing out. And I'm like searching for all the, you know, through all. And I'm like, what the heck? Wasn't there. So I pick up another brush, turn around, I'm putting on my makeup. And then I turn back around and my makeup bag, which I had, you know, splayed open, that one brush was sitting right in the middle of that bag. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not one to, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not overly superstitious. I'm not, you know, but that was one of those times that I'm like, Oh, I know that brush wasn't there. Right, John, you know, like John, a, you got us. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think I literally said that out loud. I was like, You got me, John. So and that's that's been the only thing since since then. So but I'm gonna start blaming John whenever we're out of something at the store. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, just tell people John did it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so antiques, let's talk antiques. Yeah. Tell me. One of my favorite um, topics. You had a you had a really a good display across the street there for a while. Uh, yeah. Some really nice things. Yeah. Um, a table that we were actually looking at for a little while and uh, trying not to impulse buy. Uh, <laughs> how is that all going right now? The antiques. Really well. Um, I have long had a love of antiques. Um, I grew up. My mom loves antiques and going to antique stores and um and then when ryan and i got married it kind of i guess married into an antique dynasty if you will like mm. you know they own rosebud um antique store here in carterville which is super fun to look through it is it, yeah. it really is um oh they have the best stuff um 
But I also enjoy, not only do I love having those pieces in my home, I love the idea of, of having a, a collected, eclectic, um, different, unique items, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, and that tell a story. Yeah. Um, and I, I know this is super cliche, but it's so true. They don't make furniture like they used to. They just don't. I know. And that's, it's so cliche, but it's so true. Um, and so not that I don't buy new things, obviously I, you know, have new couches and, and I do buy, you know, new things from time to time, but I do try to, um, you know, buy secondhand as much as possible. And, and also let's be honest, we don't need more things in a landfill either right absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh one of the first things that i noticed when we were certain to, to know each other was that you were into the flags mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and 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 i also really like the historical flags i think those are interesting and you've had some pretty good luck uh, finding some really cool historical flags i i have i actually pride myself on being a pretty good picker um but yes Again, going back to being a former high school U.S. history teacher, I have a particular love for, uh, and I was in the military too. I was actually in the Army National Guard. Um, so I, I do have love of this country and its history and, and what it stands for. And I just think that our flag is absolutely beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, over the years, I've, I've collected a variety of, I have a 45-star um, I have a 36 star, I have a 39 star, mm -hmm. I have a 49 star, I have some 48 stars. Um, and I also have some other, you know, various flags and banners. Um, I have a, a sash from the Centennial Celebration in um, Philadelphia in 1886. Super cool. Yeah, it's super, super, super cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just, a, I'm a geek about those things, like, you know. But that's good. I mean, it's yeah. good to like. Yeah you know just kind of do your thing and like yeah. be into it and be knowledgeable yeah. and, and find I love, that stuff I love, and then you find other people that are into that be, stuff uh, yeah absolutely yeah. and I love being able to preserve those things you know because it, it's it's kind of crazy to think you know um, I mean somebody has to preserve them otherwise yeah poof there they go yeah well I think in the interest of uh, Alden not losing his whole mind during uh, this interview, and he's been super fantastic. He has been good. Do you have other things you want to add? Uh, other stuff you want to tell uh, Carterville or our, uh, our Farm Fresh audience? Uh, I don't. I mean, I I love being here in Carterville. I've lived here now for a little over three years, and um, it's a very sweet town. I love. I, I do. I love what you do um i love to patronize locally owned businesses um so yeah i mean i try to spend as much money as i can here at carterville i urge other people to do the same um that's how we're gonna keep our stores and that's how we're gonna continue to get more stores is we, yeah. we gotta we gotta shop our town so thank you shop your closet yeah. shop your town <laughs> that's right, right. Like that's right yeah. all right <laughs> Well, thank you. Thanks, Dave. Check In, Check Out is produced by me, Dave Armstrong, with original music from John Michael Wiggs. Thanks for listening.